welcome to Fast Fiction, where we hope to intrigue, inspire, or entertain you. Eleven o one Wellington Way by Vivian Lamond. The old pensioner next door has an unnatural fascination with what is happening in my life, since she has nothing but a telly to take up her time. You've heard of peeping Tom. Well, I've got busy body B, and I've gotten tired of her spying and sleuthing around like a wannabe Sherlock on the hunt for a heinous villain. You think I'm exaggerating. <sighs> last Saturday I'm in my garden out back, taking advantage of the last of the good weather, turning over the soil around the privacy fence that divides our plots. I'm hard at it, and all of a sudden, when I get this creepy feeling like I'm being watched, I stop, I look up and I spy the eye of B peeping at me through a knothole. Jesus, does she think I'm back here burying dead bodies? The next day, I got some wood cement and filled in that knothole. And just this morning, I'm washing up my breakfast dishes, and there's B back at it, her spectacle eyes doing a surveillance sweep through my kitchen window. She sees me see her and ducks. Living next door to a vintage voyeur sucks. What's her problem anyway? I don't like that young ruffian who moved in next door. Wellington Way has always been a place for pensioners. Not young bachelors set on sowing their wild seeds whenever they please. Oh yes, since he came at the start of summer, I've been keeping a watchful eye. I seen the comings and goings on, his loud gin-guzzling mates and young women traipsing in and out. Why, it's a constant parade of depravity. Well, I wasn't standing for it. I rang up the police station and I shared my grievances in no uncertain terms. I was told someone would stop round, have a look-see. I'm still waiting. What do they care about an old woman? And I spoke to the landlord, Mr Carruthers. A cheesy sort of chap, just champing at the bit for a chance to raise my rent. We cannot discriminate based on age, sex or gender, he says, through that fake sneering smile of his. Troy Northers pays his rent on time. Not like your old neighbour who did a night flit when his rent was two months past due. I'm not one for letting sleeping dogs lie. I'll find that deadbeat one of these days. He'll show up on the renter's radar database. His kind always do. He throws in for good measure before he makes his way down my front stoop. Disgusting cretin of a man, that Carruthers. So, that hedonist's name is Troy Northers. He should go back from whence he came. From the wilds of the city centre, I imagine. Then I would feel safe again.
So I'm a bachelor. Okay. Not necessarily on the hunt for love, but on the hunt, if you know what I mean. It's Friday night and I meet this girl, Nelly, at a music jam. She's really cute. A free spirit retro kind of woman with a hippie chick, a boho babe vibe. We connect. And after the show, it's looking like all systems go. We catch an Uber and head back to my place, and I'm looking forward to a little nookie with Nelly. Just as we turn the corner of my street, there they are. Three water department vehicles, lights flashing right outside my flat. A workman flags the Uber driver down. Road closed, water main busted at 1101 Wellington Way. Emergency vehicles only, he says. But I've got to get in, that's my flat, I shout. Not tonight you ain't, he answers as he hands off a business card and tells me to ring up the department in the morning and the Uber driver turns around and we head to Nelly's. I call my insurance agent and I leave a message. Something awful has happened next door. Emergency repair trucks everywhere. Floodlights on the back garden. Water gushing like a geezer from the ground. It's his fault, that norther's boy. Digging. Always digging. Just like that last tenant who created a crater over there when he uprooted that lovely old tree that used to shade my hostas in the summer. I've had three hours sleep and my mobile is ringing. What kind of arsehole calls up at 7am on a Saturday? I pick up, growl a pissed off greeting. It's my insurance agent. He tells me he's going to my place straight away to assess the damage. He'll ring back later, he says. I hang up, curl up in the fetal position and try to go back into sleep mode. On Nelly's too small sofa. daylight now. Not that it matters. I've been up all night watching. They're still at it, pumping water. The steady drone of the bilge pump is maddening. Wait, would have stopped? It's gone dead quiet. has gone out to the market and I'm alone sucking down java juice I still haven't heard back from the insurance guy I'm on my third cuppa and I get an incoming on my mobile not the insurance guy I don't recognise the number but I pick up anyhow the person announces themselves and the purpose of the call what is already bad just got worse My nerves are shot. I feel a migraine coming on. The nausea, the searing pain in my brain. My pills. My pills. They're by the sink. I grab the bottle and the glass and turn on the tap. The water is turned off. 
and down my medicine without the benefit of liquid, half choking as the pills travel down my throat. I draw the blinds against the sun. I have to lie down. I have to lie down. Someone is knocking at the door. Saturday morning solicitors for some charity or other, most likely. I'm not answering the door. So now I'm at the police station by formal invitation to just answer a few questions, according to a certain detective inspector, Peter McMonagall. He leads off by recounting a complaint of questionable character lodged against me a few weeks back by my nutjob neighbour. McMonagall wants to know if I have anything to say about that. Me? Questionable character? Where does that old crone get off calling me out for questionable character? I am now totally cheesed off. Do I have anything to say about her accusations? Hell yes, I counter with a tail all about bees peeking and sneaking around. He gives me the odd look and pushes on. How long have I been a tenant to 1101 Wellington Way? Four months, I answer. Four months punctuated by a constant invasion of my privacy. McMonagall excuses himself, says he'll be back momentarily. Yeah, I know how this works. I've watched enough cop shows to know how he's got an audience behind a two-way window across that room. He's going out to have a cop confab with his cronies. I use the downtime to answer texts. One from the insurance agent and the other one from Nelly. No internal damage to my flat from the agent and an invite to an omelette dinner and extended stay rights from Nelly. <laughs> McMonagall is back. He issues a proclamation that my cooperation has been sincerely appreciated and that I'm free to go. I ask him what this is all about anyway. He answers, Good day, Mr. Nothers. We'll be in touch. Nellie picks me up and we head back to her place. I dig the water department card out of my jacket pocket and I give them a call. A cheery woman answers. I give her my address and she looks up the status of my case. I ask her how soon before I can go back to my digs. There's a hesitation before she answers. I'm so sorry, sir. That won't be possible just now, she says, her chipper voice lowering to an almost whisper like the prelude to telling a secret. Your flat is flagged as a crime scene. What the hell? I slept all day, and my jangled nerves are the better for it. I roll up the sheet. The sun is making its descent. Next door, the house is dark. No sign of life. My eyes travel to the garden. Yellow crime scene tape everywhere. The police have finally come. Perhaps they have already found that miscreant boy guilty of some unimaginable crime. Oh, bugger off! All right, all right, I'm coming. I call McMonagall. He's out. I'll leave a message. I am revved up and having a rant, pacing like a caged cat in Nellie's living room. Oh, she sits on the sofa, sipping her Malbec, watching the telly on mute. Captions travelling across the screen. All of a sudden, 
She perks up, turns up the sound. Look, she shouts. My eyes lock on the screen and a scene I'll never forget. And now a special STV bulletin. Police have arrested Mrs B Ludlow, who has confessed to the murder of Marlon Tisdale, her former neighbour. Tisdale had gone missing from his Wellington Way residence six months ago. His body was discovered yesterday when a nearby water main burst, resulting in severe flooding which uncovered Mr Tisdale's remains. Ludlow has been denied bail. Stay tuned to STV and all the news as it happens for further updates on this story. Wow. Talk about being gobsmacked. Like, there's been a dead man dirt dwelling in my yard and a murderer living next door. What are you going to do? Nelly wants to know. Move, I answer. No way am I going to stay at 1101 Wellington Way. Eleven O One Wellington Way was written by Vivian Lamond and starred Glenn Dixon, Karen Fraser, and Titch McLean. You have been listening to Eleven O One Wellington Way by members of the UK Hand to Mouth Theatre. For more information on this and other similar productions please go to fastfictionpodcasts.com. And if you have enjoyed this delightful little mystery, how about giving us a review on iTunes or your favourite podcast platform? Thank you.